what are you hoping that people come away with at the end of our conversation? Do you have any ideas? Yeah, for me, I think always, anytime I can try to encourage others to just create a business and life that is in alignment with themselves and their values and truly just their own definition of success. I think we've all fall prey to imposter syndrome and the shoulds and the comparisonitis and getting wrapped up into what everybody else is doing and trying to sometimes fit a mold that society has put on us. And I really want to try and encourage everybody to just reflect on that and think about whether or not that mold is in alignment with themselves. If you're looking for a one size fits all easy approach to changing your life, this is not the podcast for you. However, if you're ready to question the lies that have become normalized in your life and our world, then you are in the right place. Listen to conversations that are real, raw, compelling, thoughtful, and quite often fun. I'm Linda Healer, professional certified coach and host of the Normal Lies podcast. As a coach, I help people change their lives simply by questioning the beliefs they thought were true. It's time to let go of stress and anxiety and be excited to get out of bed in the morning. Life doesn't have to be so heavy. It's your turn to uncover the normal lies in your life. Welcome to episode 60 of the Normal Lies podcast. I appreciate you being here. If you like what you hear, please share it with a friend and tell them why you liked it. I would also consider it a huge favor if you left a review. Each month, I choose one to share, and this month, I'm sharing a review from KJ House. They say, five stars. Love this podcast. Listening to this podcast is like chatting with your BFF, comforting and challenging. So grateful I was able to listen in. Thank you so much, KJ. I appreciate you taking the time to write this review. I agree. A best friend is one who has your back, is that soft place to land, and most importantly, tells you when you have spinach in your teeth. If you haven't already, go to normal-lies.com and click on the review tab to leave a review right there on the website or follow the prompts to go to Apple Podcast and leave a review there. I'd love to read your review in an upcoming episode. You are going to love this conversation I had with Michelle Denio. I know I did. Michelle is the founder of the Accelerated Business Alliance and Your Business GPS. She is an expert business strategist and coach who helps online service providers navigate their most efficient, profitable, and sustainable route to fully booked. Michelle is a referral partner who tells you what you need to hear and always has your back. She's kind of like the BFF that the reviewer talked about, and that's what this conversation felt like to me, having coffee with a brilliant friend. How did you come to be doing what you're doing? Oh, it's kind of an interesting story. We, um, 
we lived in upstate New York our whole lives. And we, uh, long story short, we lost a very, very dear friend very quickly. He got leukemia or lymphoma and died like, like within five months of getting diagnosed. He was young, 29. And we just really, my husband and I really were not cold weather people. We hated being in New York. We just didn't enjoy any of it. And long story short, we just decided that we weren't going to wait for retirement. You know, I think losing him so quickly really made us realize that like life is so short and you can wait and wait and wait, but there's no guarantee that you're even going to get there. And we wanted to live by the beach. My husband loves to golf. And so we moved to Florida. We literally just packed up, moved. We had no jobs. We had no house, no family. We had one aunt, my aunt lived here. And what was a very, very impressive resume in New York in the manufacturing and production and operations space became pretty much null and void in Florida because it's hospitality, it's retail based. And I didn't have experience in any of that. And so I ended up taking on a couple of jobs and I just, I felt like I was at the top of my game in my career in New York to the bottom, right back to the bottom. And in a place where I just wasn't even, I didn't feel energized. I wasn't using my brain. It was just mundane everyday work. And I thought to myself, this is not why we moved to Florida. This is not, this is not what we signed up for. This is not what I'm willing to do. I'm not willing to, I worked really hard to get where I was in my career and, and, you know, my skills and all of that. And I wasn't going to let it go to waste. And so I just kind of took matters into my own hands and started networking and started working um, alongside a, a marketing tool, started doing some marketing consulting on how to use this tool inside of business. And it's just evolved from there to full strategy, from business strategy and different things. And really, it just became truly, again, from a place of, you know, this is, I don't care if this is what everybody says you should do. I don't, I, I'm not going to do this. This is not what I want to do. Wow. That's impressive. So you just totally created a new path for yourself. Yeah, pretty much. Yep. So what did you learn along the way when you were starting to create this path for yourself? What were some of the lies that you encountered along the way? Well, I think the biggest lie that we've encountered along the way is, you know, that, you know, you can't have any stability without a job. Like how, how can you just quit your job and, and make money as an entrepreneur and there's no money in entrepreneurship or you're never going to make it or that's way too risky. And I think it's lies of other people, maybe lies, maybe other people's opinions, thoughts, their own insecurities. But a lot of it is like, I can't believe you would do that. I would never put my family at risk like that. Well, what was your mindset around that time? Because I hear in that someone who would say that has in mind, well, this is likely going to fail. You know, I wouldn't put my family at risk like that, Mm -hmm. but it sounds like you had a different mindset. Well, I've never really feared a job. I've never really feared failure in a lot of ways. I can't say that even now. Don't get me wrong. As an entrepreneur, there's definitely, I fear, but I probably fear success more than I fear failure, but that's, that's a topic for another day. But I've always felt like there's a million ways to make money in this world. And it's not like you can't figure it out, right? Like I'll figure it out. There's ways to, you know, you can go and deliver DoorDash or, you know, the, the economy that we live in now has so many opportunities to make money that it was never a fear of mine because I just knew I'd figure it out. I can do a lot of things. I have a lot of skills. I can learn a lot of things. So I was willing 
to take the risk of, yes, this is the path I'm wanting to go on to build my business. And I want to be a successful entrepreneur and strategist and coach. But if I need to do other things along the way, I'm willing to do that. And I think that's the difference is a lot of people aren't willing to do that, or it's a lie that you can't do that, or you can't, you have to go all in. That's a a big lie that a lot of people, I think, say, especially in the online spaces, like if you don't go all in on your business, you're not serious. And I believe complete opposite. I don't think people should go all in because there's too much pressure on it. There's too much stress that comes with it. Just too much riding on it. So when you don't go all in and you have something on the side, you can build it in a way that is in alignment with you, that's sustainable, that doesn't create such pressure and stress. So to me, it's just, you know, take the risk and and figure it out along the way. So you don't have the fear of failure. When you are working with someone, because you work with you work with a lot of people, what do you tell someone who does have that fear of failure? My answer is always, what's the worst that's going to happen? You know, what is the worst that's going to happen? And a lot of times we tend to overanalyze or you know, create these stories in our head of like the worst thing that ever could happen. When in reality, when you have to actually say it out loud, the worst that can happen usually is somebody says, no, it doesn't work. You know, you go, you, you end up having to find a part-time job, but you've tried, right? Like the worst case scenario, when you think about it, it's really not that bad of a scenario, but we make up a story in our head, like all hell is going to break loose or the world's going to come to an end, or we're going to end up homeless or, you know what I mean? Like I'm not going to be able to pay my bills. And the reality is, it's like, there's a very small chance that's going to happen, especially for somebody that's very driven. Like they're, they're never going to get to that point. They're never going to allow that to happen. So why create the story? Yeah. We have very vivid imaginations, mm-hmm. right? And we let those thoughts run away with us. And then that's what shuts us down a lot of times rather than shifting that mindset. So you mentioned, I'm wondering if you'd be willing to go here with me because you mentioned fear of success. Mm -hmm. And that's not something a lot of people talk about, but I think that that definitely is something that people struggle with thinking about success. I think more people view it as fear of failure, but the reality is I think if you really think about it, it's a fear of success is like, what, what happens when this does work? What happens when people do start to notice me? You know, there's a visibility, like if you start putting yourself out there, people will say that they're afraid to put themselves out there. But the reality is, is that you're afraid it's going to work. Most of the time it's like, okay, you're afraid it's actually going to work. I know when I started my podcast, The fear of success kept me stagnant on it for a year and a half, far more than my fear of failure, because it was like, it just seemed so public to me. And it was like, okay, well, what happens when it does take off? What happens when people are listening? What happens when I do get this feedback? Can I handle it? If it brings in more clients, then what? You know, and so it's the success of like, can I do this? Can I really handle this? And what happens when it all does work out the way we want it to? Like, then what? (laughs) Can we actually sustain that? And it can be masked as a fear of failure. And so we, I think a lot of times, I know myself, you know, it's, you can call it a fear of failure. But to me, that's the lie too. If we're talking about lies and normal lies, is, is do you really have a fear of failure? Because again, failure is what's the worst case 
it's going to happen. You go back and get a job, you go, you know what I mean? There's so many opportunities, but success is what happens when it takes off? Is it sustainable? Can I handle this? Am I going to be able to maintain the level that people are expecting of me? Am I going to be able to fulfill my promises to people if I put myself out there? That's a fear of success, not a fear of failure. Yeah. And I don't know in your experience, but in my experience too, that I think that fear of success also shows up in uh, self-sabotage. Oh, 100%. Because again, it's easier to fail than it is to succeed, right? Like it's just so much easier to fail because people expect failure. People don't expect you to succeed, especially all the naysayers in the world. They expect you to fail. So it's easy to do that. Like you could say, well, I failed. It didn't work. But it's a lot harder to say, but look at what happened. No, I didn't fail. I'm here. I'm doing it. And so we tend to self-sabotage. Like you said, it's, you know, holding ourselves back, not putting the podcast out there, you know, coming up with all the reasons why and making up all the excuses of, well, I don't want to figure out the tech or I don't want to figure this out or this isn't what I'm good at. And in the reality of it, it was more just of a, what happens when you actually do it? Yeah. It's that fear of the unknown. I mean, because if we haven't been successful, we haven't been there yet. So we don't know how we're going to react. So I see it as basically trusting ourselves, trusting ourselves that when we get there, we'll know what to do. We'll know what the next thing is, the next right thing to do in front of our nose. Mm -hmm. Okay. So when you're working with someone, how do you help them get over, whether it's the fear of success or the fear of failure It's baby steps to me. And I think that what I always try to do is take it down to like the smallest little bite-sized action that somebody can take because it's the big pieces. It's when you try to go from step one to step 10, all in the same, that's when those fears come up. That's when it's the self-sabotage comes up, the comparisonitis, all of these things start to come up where if you look at it, like in this very minute, little tiniest detail, like the only thing I need you to do right now is put one post out here. I'm not talking about, you know, going from hiding behind your keyboard and never putting yourself out there to showing up every single day live and on camera seven days a week, right? Like, but people, that's what they view when they think, oh, I've got to get visible. I've got to go all in. Yes, you have to commit, but commitment doesn't mean it has to be an overcommitment either. Your commitment can be as simple as I'm going to show up one day a week, Or I am going to reach out to one person. I'm going to follow up with one person. It's not sending 25 DMs asking for the sale or sending that, you know, because you do have to follow up, right? Like that's a huge one, people. But it's just send one message. Just reach out. Just continue the conversation. So I try to always encourage my clients to just find that one small piece. Like what is it that you can do that is going to push you through that comfort zone a little bit, but not so far that you give up. Because when you try to push too far, too fast, too hard, that's when you shut down, right? Because it's just not sustainable. But sending one message to somebody that you've already had a conversation with to say, hey, Linda, just checking in. How's things going? Haven't talked to you in a while. Send the message. And then what happens? Because what 90% of the time you get great feedback, right? Like, hey, Michelle, so great to hang out. You know, it was great to hear from you. That makes it that much easier to 
do it again, wash, rinse, repeat, right? So instead of trying to come up with all the things that you have to do, it's start with one, something small, something that is attainable, and then get comfortable with it. And then when you get comfortable with that, add on something more. When you get comfortable there, add on something more. And so it's very incremental for me. That's what I always try to encourage my clients to do to push through that. It's just take those incremental steps, not like the really, really big steps. Yeah. Just something that's going to move you 1% closer to your goal. That's all you have mm-hmm. to do. And like I said earlier, just that, you know, I'm touching the tip of my nose. It's just the next right thing in front of your nose. That's all you have to do. I really like that. And the other thing that I like about that is I know in my experience, those small touches actually get me a bigger response than these Mm -hmm. wide, broad newsletters or email blasts. It's those checking in and keeping that one-on-one conversation going, or just like I said, those those small touches. Yeah, I, I think there's too much pressure in the online space or just in entrepreneurship and business ownership in general that it's everything has to be, you know, going viral or getting, you know, a million views or whatnot. But some of the best and most successful entrepreneurs out there, if you look at their content, they're not getting. 300 comments or, and you know, it's also a game of perspective. I, I put a post up about on LinkedIn a while back about this, about like keeping things into perspective and understanding the numbers game and being able to see, sometimes you follow these people on any social platform. I use LinkedIn most often. So LinkedIn is the one I tend to use as an example, but you know, just a quick example of somebody who talked about getting 300 people signed up to her masterclass. Well, that sounds like a lot. And then, you know, you're comparing yourself to maybe getting five people signed up to your masterclass. But when she's got 50,000 or 60,000 followers, 300 is a pretty small number in a percentage wise. When you actually do the math and do the percentage, I think, I don't remember, I did the math on my post, but it was like less than 1% of her audience that had actually signed up compared to like somebody in my mastermind who was saying like, she reached out to eight people and four people signed up. Well, only four, but she only reached out to eight. So you're at 50% versus 0.01. Like keeping things into perspective as to where you're at in your business makes it that much easier too, is like, because that to me, those big numbers, when people post about that, they are lies. Those are just lies that people, it's not to say it's, it's not a truth, but you're not getting the whole story, right? You're only seeing a small piece of it. And so it's a lie. No, let's talk about the fact that you only had 300 people out of a hundred thousand on your list or something like that. Like it's not that impressive when you can put things into perspective that way. Yeah. The other thing that I love is when someone says, Oh, I doubled my business or I tripled my business. Well, mm-hmm. if you you know, your product is $50 you doubled your business, you made a hundred bucks or you made 150 if you tripled it or whatever it is. And I learned that early on because I'm like, oh my gosh, people are making money hand over fist. Why am I not making this money? And then someone pointed that out to me and it's like, oh yeah, they didn't say how much they made. They just said that they doubled or tripled or whatever it was. And I thought, oh, Mm -hmm. okay. That's a a good way to spin it, I guess. Mm -hmm. You bring up a really good point too. And you mentioned it earlier. And this is about comparison. You said comparisonitis. And the thing I, I like about you too, is you talk about the struggles of entrepreneurship. 
you get them right out there, put them front and center, because I believe that takes their power away when you do that. And I love that you do that. I shared before we came on today that I'm just getting over COVID. And what I noticed was when I wasn't feeling good and I was on my phone and I'm I'm scrolling through social media and here comes the comparison monster coming up. Oh yeah. Oh boy. It was bad. And I had to put it down and I had to go and, you know, go, Linda, stop, you know, Mm -hmm. you know, better than this. Don't, don't do this. What do you have to say about that comparisonitis? Yeah. Well, I just to back up just a second, I too, am just getting over COVID myself and found myself in the same exact situation. Actually, even like last night I was like, get off of your phone, stop it. Because I went from you know, before I got sick to like feeling really good, like things were working out, people were reaching out, people were commenting, saying, Hey, I love your content, da, 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 da. And then all of a sudden you get sick and you kind of just have to shut down and things you feel like have come to a complete stop, you know? And so you start comparing like, Oh my God, they signed up a new client. I haven't done that. Da, da, da. And the thing is, I think that's the one big piece is shut it down right? Like just shut it down. So there's two things that I've really done. And I've been really encouraging a lot of my clients to do too, is one, get off of social media, like turn it off, whether it's an hour a night, like turn your phone completely off, go put it in another room, do something to just disconnect, whether it's every single night or on a weekend, you know, turning off all your notifications, just get away from it because a it's, it's not helpful. The constant push, 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 and looking at it and all it's doing is distracting your energy. So instead of taking the time to actually do what you need to do to put yourself out there, you're spending hours worrying and looking at what other people are doing. It's counterintuitive. It's not gaining you anything. So you can say, Michelle, how can I take time off? Well, taking time off is actually more productive than the scroll because the scroll just sends you spiraling into a negative mindset, number one. And then the other thing I've been really focused on is I've been having a lot of my clients do an exercise called look how far I've come. I've encouraged almost everybody to do that. It's something I had to do when I got into kind of a negative headspace a couple months ago of really just taking a second and journaling and just writing it down and just really looking at like, look how far you've come. You know, when I first started my business, I was charging $25 an hour to like meet with people for an hour. And now look at where I'm at. And it's not even about pricing or how much money you're making or not, but it's like, look at just the progression of it. And when you can take a second to reflect on where you started and going back, however far it is, whether it's back to your career, even that, like thinking about how you advanced in your career, your skills or your knowledge And actually going back and truly reflecting on like where you started to where you are now, there's such a massive growth and there's so much to be proud of that it doesn't matter what everybody else is doing because look how far you've come. Look at how far you've come and be proud of that. And so it's an exercise that I really have been having almost all my clients do. I'm going to continue to do it. It's a constant, even if it's once a year, a quarter, something like that, because it just takes the minute to look at it. And you can really look at yourself with a different perspective and go, wow, bam, you know, I'm doing good. Like, wow. You know, and it really puts again back into perspective. And I think that is the key is keeping everything in perspective and taking those moments to reflect and look and go, 
let's let's get a little bit of a handle on this situation here. I agree a hundred percent. That is one thing that I do with my clients at the end of every session as I do acknowledgement. And I find myself all the time saying, look at where you were and look at where we are today. Look at what we talked about today. Look at how far you've come. I don't think we take enough time to stop and celebrate how far we have come with all mm-hmm. of this work. And that's the other thing too. If you want a uh, if you want a massive lesson in personal transformation, become an entrepreneur. Exactly. <laughs> right? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I mean, it's crazy what you go through just personally and professionally and just the way you present. I mean, everything, everything just kind of evolves and changes in so many ways. And there's so many lessons and different things. And I think that to me is what is most important is, is being mindful of those lessons and looking at what everything is teaching you. And no matter what, there's always something, there's always a lesson that you can learn there that's going to continue to move you forward and just not getting wrapped up in all the other shoulds. Again, like I said, I mean, several weeks ago, I got invited to be into this strategic partners club with, I don't know, this, it's a big company. And I got, you know, really feeling down on myself thinking like, how'd they probably look at me? Like, who are you? And why do you serve these people? And you're not doing, you know, and then I got thinking to myself, do I want to be in corporate? Do I want to work with big corporate companies? Is that really what I want to do? No, I have no desire to fight the corporate ladder, to fight all the different personalities, the different execs, all of that. So that doesn't make them better than me. It makes us different because you need people that are going to serve that solopreneur, the entrepreneur, the small business owner. And then you have these people that want to serve these big corporate companies and you don't have to do both. And so it's even just that moment of reflection to go, do I even want that? No. And if that means they're going to look differently at me because of it, then so be it. Then we're just not meant to be strategic partners because it's just not what I want. It's not why I got into entrepreneurship. It's not how I want to build my business. And that's okay too, to be able to say, I don't want to do this. Yeah. I hear you listening to yourself, listening to, again, slowing the noise, slowing the noise outside and inside, inside our heads so that we can figure out what feels right to us. And I think that's why I was so drawn to you and drawn to your message is because you are about doing it the way that feels right for the individual, for each one of us, Mm -hmm. rather than having a cookie cutter. This is the way, you know, you do your marketing. This is the way you do this. It's like, okay, maybe you could start there, but also then figure out what works best for you. Piecing it all together. The reality is, is like, there's no one business model out there that's better than any of the others, right? Like there is a guru out there that's going to tell you and can prove to you that they all work. There is somebody out there that has managed to scale massively every single different business model. So that doesn't mean any of them are better than others. It means that some of them are a better fit for certain industries, for certain personalities. And you have to look at that, but it's not to say one is more scalable than the other, or one makes more money. They all work. Every single one of them works, but it's not going to work if it's not how you best serve and best show up and what you enjoy. That is the biggest issue right there is like, people will say, well, I tried this and it didn't work for me. Right. Because that's not how you best show up. That's not how you best serve your clients. The 
example I always use is group coaching is not my forte. I don't enjoy it. I don't like teaching in a group. I like to teach. I can teach a workshop, but to do individualized coaching in a group setting doesn't work for me. So maybe other people have learned really well how to scale that. It's never going to be a scalable business model for me because I don't enjoy it. So before we talk about how to get in touch with you and your podcast, is there anything else that you want to add? No, I I think I just always try to wrap it up with staying in tune to yourself, staying in alignment with yourself and knowing that you can build your business however you want. And it doesn't matter what anybody else says, because like I said, there is, there's facts and there's data out there that prove the pros and cons to every single one of them. Every single thought that you could possibly have, somebody can negate it or inflate it regardless. So just continuing to stay in touch with yourself. And if you're, even if you're finding something not working, just be open to asking yourself the question, why isn't this working? You know, and if you can't answer that question on your own, find somebody that can help you answer that question. Sometimes it's just even opening and having a conversation. Sometimes just saying it out loud can give you that answer too, versus just getting it in your head. But your head is probably the most dangerous place for growth. You know, (laughs) that's what I would always say is your thoughts in your mind is the most dangerous place for growth. So if you're feeling stuck, get it out of your head somewhere, somehow, some way, because the stories you make up in your mind, I promise you are all lies. (laughs) (laughs) Agreed. (laughs) Agreed. Well, I hope that people will go and listen to your podcast. I love your podcast. It's little small bites, strategy in small doses. Is that correct? Did I get that right? Yeah. 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 And And it can be found anywhere podcast. Uh, yeah, all over. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, mm-hmm. definitely go check it out. I love how you just get on there and you have a, a subject that you talk about and you give so many nuggets in that, what, seven to 10 minutes that you... Yeah. Most of them are less than yeah. Yeah, it's it's really good. In fact, the most recent one I listened to was about having coffee chats. And I thought that was Uh really interesting. Uh, Yeah. So y'all need to go and listen to that one to get Michelle's take on coffee chats. Yes, we know they're great networking. They're wonderful. But she has something really special that you can get out Uh of these coffee chats, which I had never thought of before. So I want to thank you. And I hope that's a little tease for everybody to go and and check out your your (laughs) podcast. Also, how can people get in touch with you? On LinkedIn, for sure. Just my name, Michelle Denio on LinkedIn or my website, michelledenioconsulting.com or even email michelle at michelledenio.com. So basically, if you Google my name, you can find me and get a hold of me, but everything is under my name. And obviously, I hang out the most on LinkedIn, for sure. Okay. So anywhere, that's probably the best way to get in touch with me. Yeah. I love your posts on LinkedIn. Again, more, more really great nuggets there. And do you connect with anybody on LinkedIn or should they send you a note or? I'm pretty open because I believe that you never know where a connection can take you. And, you know, you can unconnect from people just as fast as you can connect from them if for some reason it's not a good fit. So I'm very open to just about any connection. Anytime you can add a note, start the conversation. I always encourage that. Start the conversation and let's see where it goes because that's really where connection happens is when you can actually start the conversation, but I'm open to connect with just about anybody. So now are you ready for our finale questions? 
I think so. Okay, here we go. Okay, so now what I'm going to have you do is complete these sentences. And these can be related to what we've just talked about or not. So the first one is the best piece of advice I received when I was younger is... The piece of advice I always come back to is never quit on a bad day. It was in my very, very beginning days of entrepreneurship. And I remember a mentor up on stage always saying that never, ever quit on a bad day. You're going to have them. Don't quit. And if you can get through them. And I always remember that. It truly has been the best piece of advice I've ever gotten because it's true in all regards, whether it's entrepreneurship or a personal goal that you're trying to do or something like that. Just never quit on a bad day push through it, get back up. You know, it's okay to walk away from in the moment, but don't quit on a bad day. Oh, that just reminds me that would make such a great topic. I would love to talk about that, go into that because I I have some thoughts on that one, but anyway, this is your time. Okay. (laughs) So, okay. So the next one is one lie that I wish I discovered sooner is that there's only one way to be successful or one way to build a successful life. It's the lie we've been told in a lot of ways is to get up, go to work, come home, you know, get, get a college degree, get a good job, work your way up the corporate ladder. You know, we've been there, done that. I, I wish I had jumped into entrepreneurship a little sooner. Then the thing that makes you, you is. <laughs> Probably my honesty. Uh, that's what we, always what people tell me is just, I'm not afraid to tell it like it is not in a bad way, but in a way that's designed truly to push people forward. And in my opinion, I don't view it as unique, but a lot of people tell me it is, you know, that it's a unique personality to be able to, to be able to bring those things to a table, to the table in such a, a kind way. And so I just think differently. I tell people what I'm thinking and I use it as a way to move people forward, not to, not to hinder. And I've learned to embrace it and appreciate it about myself. Okay. And then what is one change that you'd like to see in the world? Oh gosh, there's so many things going on in the world right now that are so, so negative, but truly, I just wish we would come together and just be kinder to one another, less judgment, just do you focus on yourself, focus on the people that matter to you and stop getting so wrapped up in all these things that we can't control or what other people are doing or whether it's, it doesn't matter whether it's a personal or political, it does all the things just come together, be united and embrace each other for who we all are and understanding that we're not going to get along with everybody and that's okay, but just focus on the, what you can control and just do you. Okay. So what's in action, even a baby step that we can take right now so we can move toward that change? We'll reach out to somebody and say hello. That's it. It's as simple as that. Reach out to somebody that you haven't talked to in a while. Reach out to somebody that you have conversation with or you see their content. Sending a kind message goes so far, like especially for people in the online or entrepreneurial space to get a message that says, hey, Michelle, I love your content. I just wanted to let you know. I loved your post. That makes such a difference in the world. Or even if you see a nice, beautiful picture of somebody from, you know, a holiday, it was a past holiday weekend. Love seeing your pictures. Looks like you guys had so much fun. A kind word and a kind message just really goes a long way. Well, Michelle, thank you so much for being here and for sharing your wisdom. And I really do appreciate everything that you bring 
And I do appreciate your honesty because I know it comes from love. I I get your passion in wanting other people to succeed. Mm -hmm. Like that is your goal. I get that. And I, and I also get that sometimes you get frustrated because we get in our own way. And Mm -hmm. so I, I thank you for what you do and who you are and for not giving up on a bad day. Yes, absolutely. I appreciate you for having me here in this conversation. It's been wonderful. So thank you so much for allowing me to come on here and share. If you have a comment, question, or a topic you'd like covered, fill out the contact page on normal-lies.com or click on the microphone icon at the bottom right of the page to leave a voicemail. Did you know that we all have a saboteur that loves to mess with us by judging everything, ourselves, others, and even circumstances? I talked about a couple of other saboteurs, the pleaser and the hyperachiever in episode 58 and their impact on me mentally, emotionally, and physically. If you want to learn more about yours and how to build your mental fitness like I am, if you want to learn how to finally reduce your stress, anxiety, and angst, grab some time in my schedule. Scroll to the bottom of the homepage on normal-lies.com to find a link to my calendar. Just click the link and schedule some time so we can talk about what's sabotaging you. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time, be brave, be kind, be you. Be you.